0: I want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career move: the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera a career-minded Latina turned Forbes-featured coach. And I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Her Next Career Move. I'm really excited to chat about this topic because a few episodes ago, I had this two-part series where I talked about how to step into leadership positions, how to get a leadership role if you're on the job market right now. And I also had the opportunity to talk about when you get that leadership role or if you're in it, how do you level up? In that place? How do you create this sort of leadership identity that is authentically you and how do you emulate that every day? And I talked about the qualities of great leaders. And today I want to talk about something that I want to make sure we're all cognizant of. There's a statistic out there that 57% of people leave positions because of bad managers. And I want to clear this up about what a bad manager is and how you can truly avoid stepping into positions where your manager may potentially be one of these, and you'll end up right back in the job market. Now, the funny thing about this is, I have had the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to management and when it comes to leaders. And I have to tell you that for me, what made an exceptional leader, or even what made a leader that I felt like was a good leader and had potential, was the capacity for the individual to truly want to grow within their leadership style. So I did this really cool thing recently. I don't know if y'all have heard of this, but human design. So human design is kind of the Myers-Briggs, but more so of the spiritual world, and it takes personality assessments to a whole new level. And I have had fun, so much fun diving into my human design, what my human design is, And just really understanding so much more of who I am from that spiritual lens. And it's really interesting because part of my human design was really talking about how much I really just gravitate towards growth. Like I am a growth-oriented person, which makes sense now because I'm addicted to all things spiritual growth, personal growth, professional growth. It was actually really funny because it even said that I should be a coach, which I'm like, well, I should have and looking into human design years ago, I probably would have saved myself a whole career. But hey, you know, we all have to walk our path and take our journey. But what it really clicked for me and what this human design really helped me to understand is that individuals who really understand personal growth, professional growth, just growth in general, and who want to grow are like my jam. And so when I was really thinking about the managers that I've had in the past and even the manager that I wanted to be, it was all about really understanding people, but also understanding how I could grow as a manager. I remember taking certificates and courses and I wanted coaches and all of the managers that I had who really inspired me were growth-oriented and growth-minded leaders and managers. And so for me, that is totally essential when I'm looking for or when I was looking for a manager. Now, the thing is I ask this question of my clients all the time, especially my clients that I'm helping to develop their leadership identity, who they wanna be as leaders. I ask them the question of who is a leader that you've had in the past or who's a manager that you've had in the past who you really thought was exceptional, a great manager, a great leader. And sadly, the vast majority of the clients that I work with say that they've never experienced good leadership or a good manager, that they haven't had someone who felt supportive. They haven't had someone who gave them that feedback that they were looking for, really was that mentor or focused on their growth and development. So many of my clients have experienced bad managers over good ones. And that's really sad. It's a sad thing to think about because having an exceptional manager who truly wants to see you shine, who truly wants to see you grow, that is pivotal. And so I ask this question of my clients all the time. Have you ever experienced a good manager or a good leader? Who is that person? But we know that having good managers and good leaders is pivotal towards our career growth, right? These are the individuals who are going to mentor us, who are going to challenge us, who are going to take us to the next level, who are going to be talking about our achievements when we are not in the room, who are going to be considering our promotions, our titles, our pay. We want to have the very best, or at least individuals who are really focused on their own leadership qualities and how they present themselves as a leader and how they emulate as a leader. We want the individuals who are going to do all of those things for us, who are going to support us, not the ones who are going to push us down or bring us down, which is unfortunately what most of us, and according to this statistic, what many of us in the professional space have experienced. And so today I wanna make sure that we focus on how do I not end up with any of these bad managers or any of these bad leaders. And so first off, I wanna talk a little bit about what makes a bad manager or what makes a bad leader. And I wanna give a few qualities that for me, I've encountered in my professional career and also that so many of my clients have encountered as well. And so when I run through this list, you might be like, ooh, I get it. I totally get it. So many of us have gone through this, and many of the qualities that I mentioned you may have experienced, but know that this is not an exhaustive list. So one of the things that I always say to individuals is if you ask yourself a question or if you feel the need to ask yourself a question, it's because internally you know the answer already. So if you ask yourself the question of, is my manager a shitty manager? Is my manager a bad manager? likely you know the answer to that question. It's just that you're looking for validation. You're looking for some kind of external voice to say, yeah, girl, um, that's one of them. Yep, definitely. So then you have that validation to then make a decision as to how you want to move forward next. Oftentimes, we don't need no external validation. That gut check is enough. But let me lay out a few of the qualities of what I've encountered in the past, what many of my clients have encountered in the past of bad managers. And the first thing that I want to lay out is micromanagement. We have experienced this so much. So many of my clients talk about managers who are micromanagers, who basically are on top of them. 24-7 and don't allow for them to truly step into their own space, step into their own skill set or strengths. And this creates an immense level of distrust between the manager and the employee. If you come into a specific job and you have the capacity to slay in that role, and someone doesn't give you the ability to use that skill set, then you will automatically start to build distrust of that individual. You will start to think that that individual cannot see your value and contribution. And that right there is a major reason why people leave positions, because they don't feel as though they are being valued. They don't feel as though their contribution is being seen. And so therefore, they don't feel fulfilled in the positions that they are in. So micromanagers are terrible for companies and organizations, and these individuals typically cannot let go of the task and just elevate to being a leader, which is something that we talked about in the past podcast episodes, about how important it is to elevate to being a good leader. And so the second quality of a bad manager that I want to mention is empathy. So empathy is so incredibly important for a good leader, being that compassionate person who can understand what their particular team is going through and who also creates almost kind of like this safe space, this safe space for conversation, this safe space for people to make mistakes. But someone who lacks empathy is essentially the opposite. They are creating an environment where you feel like you're constantly walking on eggshells. And a manager or a leader who lacks empathy also really is is just terrible because they are not allowing for their team to be innovative. They are not allowing for their team to be exploratory. And that's something that you always want to cultivate in your team. This feeling of innovation, this feeling of I can try new things, and I always know that even if it doesn't go right, that I'm going to have someone to talk to about what worked, what didn't work, and what we want to try differently. And that would be team members, of course, but also your manager for sure and the third quality of a bad manager is they truly use you to shine so managers are getting promoted as well they're they're up for those pay raises and there are many managers out there who use their employees and their staff members and their amazing work to shine rather than giving credit to the individuals who are doing the work. So I see many of my clients, right, are so incredibly empathetic and want everyone to shine. And one of the biggest mistakes that they make in interviews is they use the word we over using the word I. I'm not talking about these amazing women. I'm talking about the people who are like, I, 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 (laughs) I, I, (laughs) They are always using the I. They are always talking about how they did something, even if they are not actually the person who did it. So they take your credit, they take your shine, and they don't spread the love. That is a bad manager for sure. Another quality of a bad manager is lacking focus, lacking clarity, lacking direction. I've heard this many times from clients that they feel as though their manager's have no direction or clarity or focus. They're kind of like all over the place. And so when they try to get information from their managers or leadership or leaders on what is it exactly that you want from me, right? So you want me to do this project, but how do you want it to look? What are some of the components you want from it? What are some of the elements? And it's just kind of like, I don't know, go figure it out. But then you go figure it out. You take that time to do it. You come back and they're like, well, this isn't what we thought we wanted, or this isn't what we were thinking. So managers that just divvy out tasks or don't supply that clarity, that direction, or just don't have focus in general on the team goals and really being able to lead you in that way is for sure a quality of a bad manager. I want to list out a few more qualities that I really feel identify a shitty manager or a bad manager. And again, this isn't an exhaustive list. And then I'm going to really talk to you about um, how do you avoid this? You know, one of the things that I encountered very recently in terms of a bad manager is a lack of self-awareness. Self-awareness is a quality that I think we all should really have just as baseline as humans. Being self-aware is so essential to personal growth. If you can understand yourself, your thoughts, your beliefs, why you take actions the way you take actions, you can then adjust and course correct. But lack of self-awareness and not knowing why you're doing the things that you do, and even further, why? they are impacting people in the way that they are impacting people, especially in the negative. This is detrimental to not just being a leader and not just the professional space, but in general, just as humans. Another quality that I recently came across, another bad manager quality that I recently came across is something that I really wanted to mention because this isn't just a bad quality for a bad manager. But for me, this is something that we all as humans need to ensure we have, which is self-awareness. Lack of self-awareness in a manager is really detrimental to the team and individual growth. When we are aware of our beliefs, of our mindset, of our actions, and also of how we move through this world and the repercussions that have on others we are then able to course correct and to change for the better. Lack of self-awareness in a manager will really harm a team because essentially this is an individual who is doing things, saying things, having certain actions in their team or doing certain things that are just not right and they don't understand how that contribution is affecting their team members. They don't understand how that contribution, that negative contribution is affecting the work. And so lack of self-awareness to me is so pivotal when it comes to a bad manager. And if your manager cannot be self-aware, then they're not able to say, oh, that's on me, right? I had high expectations or too high of expectations and I didn't really think about how that was gonna impact the team or impact your work, right? I gave out too much work or I tried to push y'all too hard. That's on me and I need to reflect on how to be better. Lack of self-awareness is one that I'm I'm sorry, I cannot tolerate. (laughs) Now, a few others. So no feedback. No feedback is... Really challenging for any management, but it's also incredibly challenging for team members. So, if you're not getting feedback on the work that you're doing, if you're always constantly being told, Yeah, that's good, or if you're getting too much negative feedback, that's also very impactful in the negative. When you're getting too much negative feedback and not enough positive feedback to be able to really round you out, or when you're getting no feedback at all, you have no idea on where to grow or you just dead in your tracks. Like you think that there is nothing good that you can do. So you just stop doing all of the good things. You stop understanding what your contribution and greatness is. And that really is detrimental to your confidence. So this one is one that can really harm you in terms of your growth or really harm you in terms of building your confidence. And a few others here, no support. So This actually came to me and it dawned on me when I was chatting recently with a client who talked about how she started a position and she started a job, her past position. And when she started the job, the manager was fully expectant that she was going to be able to work from day one independently, that she didn't need any kind of support or any kind of guidance, and that lack of support and lack of guidance made her feel as though she didn't understand her job, she didn't know where she can contribute, she wasn't able to make quick wins, she didn't feel good about herself. And when we start new positions and roles, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, can creep in just naturally. So imagine what it's like when you're not getting support and when you feel like you just have to figure out the road yourself. That's harmful to the way that you start a position, but it's also harmful to the way that you move through a position as well. Another one is conflict avoidant. So a manager or a leader who avoids conflict is not going to stand up for people on the team. They're also just not going to stand up for the team in general. So they may be getting info from, you know, management or they might be getting some kind of uh, feedback and they're not pushing back and saying, hey, you know, my team is trying their best, but there's a lack of resources. Or in meetings, they're not going to stand up for individuals when they need to, especially when it comes to buy or experiencing that, they're just going to completely back down and we need leaders who are capable of looking at situations and circumstances and conflicts and going headstrong into it. Also, they are unavailable. So managers who are just simply unavailable, not available to you, not available to talking to you, who don't want to talk about your growth, about your professional growth, who don't want to supply information about it. And lastly, favoritism. I mean, favoritism is bad in general, right? Like we don't want managers who are playing favorites at all. And so favoritism is something that we never want to encounter in a manager. Are you a woman of color job seeker who needs help navigating the crazy job market as it is today? Wanna stand out and get the position you truly want and make the money you deserve? Then join the Empowered Hire. We are a crew of women of color job seekers led by me, your job search expert. The goal is to get you from knowing what jobs you should apply for to networking with ease, interviewing with confidence, and negotiating for what you truly deserve. This is the program for you, and you are in this community and this program until you land your job. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a consult call with me to learn more about how the Empowered Hire can help you get the job you want at the company that will value you making bank. OK, so we've gone through some of the characteristics of shitty bosses, shitty managers, people we do not want to work with at all, right? And the goal of this episode is I want you to be action-oriented. I want you to ask yourself, based off of this information that I just received, based off of this list that I was just given, which again is not exhaustive, but is some of the most common things I've seen when it comes to bad managers, bad bosses, shitty managers as I like to call them. I want you to ask yourself this really important question. Am I being led by a bad manager? Am I working with a bad manager? And if the answer to that question is yes, I then want you to ask yourself, well, what am I going to do about it? Because this is really pivotal and important. How your career progresses, how you move through this next phase of your career and through this position is very dependent on the support and the guidance, and the mentorship, and the coaching you receive. And it is not expected that you are going to get all of that all the time from just one person. That's why having mentors, sponsors, both within and outside of the organization, are so important. But the thing is, is that a lot of what you do need should be supplied by the person who you receive the most guidance who you receive the most time with. They should be the individuals who are focused on your growth, who want to see you succeed, and who inevitably want to see you being promoted and excelled within the company. It is of their best interest to create the next generation of leaders. And if you are with a bad manager or a bad leader, that means that they are stunting your growth, not just within the company, but also within your career path. So if you are encountering this, it is time to really look at what options do I have, including potentially stepping out of the company, which is unfortunately what most people feel they need to do. If all of these people, and I gave you that stat, 57% of people leave jobs because of bad managers, if all of these people are doing it, that means because unfortunately they can't get that support within the company. Now, some things that you can do within the company, if you have a bad manager, is Try to get within a different department or team, but that may not always be possible. So if you're in the job search, there's a few different things here that you can really think about in terms of not having these bad managers be a part of your story. What I always like to say is the first thing is think about the kind of management style and leader you want for your next manager or leader. It always has to come from you. So dependent on what stage of your career you're in, you may want different things. If you're in a stage of your career where you want those promotions and you want that seat, then you're really looking for a mentor, almost even like someone who can coach you, but also someone who's going to almost sort of act as a sponsor, someone who is going to provide you the ability to be able to be visible and to be in the rooms you need to be in to showcase who you are. If you're early in your career, then you're really looking for someone who's going to provide you experience and help you on different projects or help you get kind of the experience you're looking for, but also who's going to give you good feedback. What are you great at doing? What do you need to work on? Someone who's going to really be open to that feedback and open to having those conversations. So you have to ask yourself first, what kind of leader am i really looking for depending on what kind of experience i want to have at this stage of the game and within this particular position asking yourself that question can help you to really narrow down on who it is you want to lead you and there's a few other things here that i really want you to focus on the next thing i want you to focus on is if you're in the job search and you're looking for the best possible manager You need to be the interviewer. When you are going through the interview process and you get in front of your potential next manager, you want to ask crucial and critical questions to gauge if this is the right manager for you, if this is the right fit for you. And some of these questions could be, what leadership training have you gone through? right? Understanding how they really prioritize their own growth and development as a leader is really key. You can also ask him things like, how do you handle disagreements on your team? One of the characteristics we talked about in terms of a bad or a shitty manager is conflict avoidance. And so knowing that you have a manager who can handle disagreements, who can look at a disagreement from a very objective space and guide the team is important i also love to ask, can you describe how you involve team members in decision making? You want to be with a manager who is able to bring your ideas to the table, who is able to allow each team member to express their ideas and concepts. This is how we foster innovation, but this is also how we foster being inclusive, really inclusive of ideas and inclusive of people. You can also ask, tell me about the last person you promoted and why. This is a really great one because if you have a good manager, this is a moment where they get to really talk about their own shine, right? So they're talking about someone that they really saw something great in, that they mentored, that they fostered them, that they promoted them. And this is a really awesome opportunity for you to understand why people get promoted by this individual. And if someone says, well, I just don't promote people, that's a red flag, So another one is, what professional development opportunities do you offer your team? If growth and development is essential for you, I love this question because it helps you understand what the manager is focused on in terms of supporting and helping their team members to grow. And my absolute favorite question to ask on an interview of a potential manager that I'm going to work with is, how do you practice work-life balance? Work-life balance is something that we're all seeking and flexibility is something that we're all seeking. But asking the generic question of how does the company practice work-life balance, you're going to get the generic, you know, off-the-website answer. But asking someone how they practice work-life balance is completely different because it requires them to reflect within and to truly ask themselves, do I even do this? Now, you really want them to tell you how they experience work-life balance. Because here's the thing, shit rolls downhill. If your potential manager does not practice work-life balance, then you best to believe that that is not something you are going to be practicing either. And that you're going to have to hold strong boundaries around your time if you're going to work with this individual. So first off is understand the type of leader you want and you need for the stage of your career you're in. Secondly is turn the tables on the interview process. And last is you've got to get the inside scoop. I do not want you to shy away from asking to speak with team members. If you go through the interview process and you don't get to meet team members, that to me is a red flag because you want to be able to ask team members very similar questions about the manager and management style. Now, the thing is, is that if you're asking individuals who work internally, They may not always feel comfortable to give you the real DL. So you also want to go on things like Glassdoor and you want to read about the company and see if there's any information specifically about the individual you're going to work with. But you can also go on LinkedIn and find past employees and ask to have networking conversations with them and speak to them about just the company culture in general. They may not have necessarily worked with your specific manager, but as I mentioned before, shit rolls downhill. So if a company doesn't practice the qualities and the values that you want, then likely the manager isn't either, or they're going to have a hard time doing it. So these are the three things that I really want you to focus on to avoid having a shitty manager if you are in the job search. First off is know your ideal leader. Start by defining what leadership style gels with you. What support do you feel you need in this stage of your career? And then I want you to make sure that when you go through the interview process, you turn the tables and you become the interviewer. Ask the questions you need to ask to make sure that this manager is the person you're looking for and the support and guidance that they are going to provide matches what you want to be the best version of you. And the third is get the inside scoop. Ask to speak with current team members and also do networking chats to get information about the company and even potentially the person you're going to work with next you do not want to end up being one of these 57% of individuals who leave jobs because of bad managers. You want to do your due diligence. You want to make sure that you get the information about the person you could potentially be working for next, so that when you land in that role, you are able to truly soar. All right, y'all, that's the episode for today. And of course, if you are in a job search, then you definitely want to enroll in the Empowered Hire. It is my job search group coaching program and community for women of color. I specifically designed it so that women of color could job search together with me, of course, leading the way, giving you all the best strategies and tips to help you in this incredibly flooded job market. The goal of this program is to get you more interviews and more offers so that you get to pick, so that you're not just stuck taking whatever is given to you. No, we want you to focus on having multiple options. This program is also designed to ensure that you are in the right environment for you as a woman of color to truly thrive. So if you are in the job search or thinking of stepping into the job search, definitely check out the show notes for info on how to schedule a call with me so we can talk about the program. All right, y'all. Until next time. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page at hernextcareermove. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over.